Coming in hot with that big ass energy spark in the dark podcast. It's your boy, Dan Mathan, the house, ladies and gentlemen. Whoo, if y'all don't know by now, we're coming in. We're always coming in hot. We're always coming with that big energy. If you want, if you're here for some motivation, inspiration, growth mindset development, some like minded mofos that are just, you know what I mean, trying to talk about what they do to be successful or what they're going to do to be even more successful than you came to the right place. Oh, I'm excited about this episode for a couple reasons. One, obviously my guest, Mo Conga in the house. But two, before I get to that, two, this is the first episode in the mahogany room in the new studio that I built with my bare hands. No, I'm not a carpenter. No, I'm not a woodworker. But you know what I am? I'm a man of ingenuity. I'm a man of getting shit done. And I also got this little crazy thing in my pocket called YouTube, okay? So I just watched a bunch of goddamn YouTube videos and I figured out how to make this damn studio and I got shit done, okay? I didn't make any excuses. I said I need a new place. So I'm going to create it because I'm a goddamn manifester. I think it. I visualize it. I speak it into existence and... Voila, it is there. Ladies and gentlemen, the mahogany room. This is that warm, cozy, comfy, make you want to have a conversation. The only thing this thing is missing is a goddamn fireplace. Okay, back to Mo Conga, okay? Uh, this is one of the most, this dude is one of the most affectious. This dude's smile just will brighten up Times Square. I swear to God, this dude, you know, he is a handsome son of a bitch very talented this is an awesome story for me because i got a special affiliation in my heart for the immigrant story right the 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 american dream the real american dream coming from a place in the world where you don't have as many opportunities you don't have as many resources and you figure out a way to get to the land of the free to get that shit done to hustle okay so through mixed martial arts through hard work he got air quotes lucky and found his way in the united states of america through well via wwe tryout so we talk about all of it we talk about his journey through you know childhood his journey from boyhood to manhood we talk about a very powerful mentor in his life and why it was important for him to have a older man to kind of push him and prod him to get uncomfortable so that he could grow and become the man that he is today we talk about his journey here to the states we also talk about what his perception of the united states was before he got here and uh we talk about his future what he's working on right now his hustle his plans and uh this is just a fun conversation it was good to catch up with my man because i haven't seen him since before the quarantine so this was a great conversation super excited for you guys to hear it so without any further ado here we go So like what I was saying, um, 
Welcome to the studio, you thanks, know? Thanks for Welcome to that. the studio. First guest, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the beautifully handsome, <laughs> jacked as hell, Mo Conga in the house. First guest here in the new stu studio. Um, I was just saying, bro, it's been what, since March, since the last time I saw you? Yeah, before the quarantine and all this COVID thing, man. Yeah. I, it's just been, it's been a crazy, like, yeah. seven months, eight months, right? Yeah. Last time, what? It was probably, were we in the PC Performance Center or like, I don't yeah, know, at a show I, or some shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dude, I've been seeing you, though, doing your thing out here thriving. Yeah, I'm trying to keep up, you know, I'm trying to keep working out, stay in shape. So, like, stay ready, you know, for whatever's coming next to me. Yeah. yeah. What do you got? So, what's going on? What do you got going on? I'm just studying now to get, like, the personal training certificate. Okay. I did this for, like, 10 years in Egypt, but here, you know, have to study for the certificate okay so i'm trying to do this now and like stay in shape working out i will see you know if we're gonna go back to work sometime soon or like i'm just gonna be doing the personal training and my brother owns a gym in canada conga fitness okay so i would see like you know if things didn't work out here i'm just gonna go there you know? oh so you're gonna move up to canada yeah yeah um but now they close the borders because of the corona right. thing especially for florida you know <laughs> it's crazy here, man. bro we've actually handled it i thought florida's handled it the best out yeah, of all the states i think so but with numbers and statistics like florida looks looks so bad yeah. i know but like you can't trust the numbers um <laughs> I, I, you can't do well this is this is my only thing with the numbers is there's so much like hearsay like there was even the Sentinel, the Orlando Sentinel, reported that uh, there was they were putting out they were putting out uh, they were exaggerating the numbers because yeah. of like the monetary value the hospitals were uh -huh. getting because and then it's like also you don't even know if that's true right it's yeah. like so first you hear all these crazy numbers then you hear people reporting that those numbers are exaggerated because of the monetary value that comes to the hospitals. Yeah for having COVID po like positive patients. Then you hear that, and then you also hear that that's not true. So then it's like, hold on. I don't know. What is true? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't even know what to believe. You, you never trust the news. I can't, no, <laughs> never trust the yeah. news, bro. I uh, mean, you know, in Egypt, now they say they only have like 106, which is like, not true. <laughs> right. So, yeah, like, I don't know. It's crazy, dude. Yeah, but I mean, in, in, in Canada, they're taking it so serious. So my brother opened the gym like a couple months ago and then they closed again. Okay. So yeah, they taking it like very serious. So but you're thinking about moving to Canada? Yeah, but I mean like this is gonna be in a while, you know, at least like six months okay. a year or something. So is that for job opportunity or you don't like it here in America? No, I like it. I really like it. I love it here. Yeah. You know, the weather is nice. You got all this training facility, like all the gyms training facility. If you want to like. That's why I love it here. Like, if you want to work out, if you want to be a great athlete, you got everything around you. Supplements, you got fields, you got everything. Yeah. Like, uh, like, yeah, like, I can just put my cleats and go sprint, you know, in the park, you know. Yeah. So it's really nice here, and the weather as well, you know. Yeah, Florida's great. Yeah. The weather here, there's a real, people talk shit on Florida, but everybody vacations here in yeah, Florida. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. If and you're on the yeah. East Coast, you're coming to Florida yeah. to vacation. Yeah. All right? So I, all I, you shit talkers out there, save <laughs> it. <laughs> and it's cheap here. Like, LA, California, it's very expensive over there. So yeah, you got the weather, you got the, you know. Yo, so let's so let's just talk about let's let's start with Egypt, 
right? Because okay. that's where you're from, yeah. right? Yeah. So just to give some people's perspective, me and Mo met in 2017. 2017, Dubai tryout. Yep, yeah. Dubai tryout, WWE. Yeah. Mo was one of, there was like 42 people there. Like yeah. it was one of the most competitive tryouts yeah. that I had either seen or been a part of since my tenure with the WWE. And I was there as like one of the, uh, one of the wrestlers, like as a as a trainer, you know, instructing, yeah, yeah, showing yeah. things like that. So like I met Mo there <laughs> training, and that's where him and I first uh, had met because they had a bunch of people from the Middle East and the India all fly to Dubai, yeah. and which I love Dubai, bro. Dubai was it's cool. I know, bro. They treated it's us like, like kings there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they treated us like kings there. But we had a tryout, and Mo was one of the four four males that we picked. Yeah. And uh, I remember, um, I remember when we were going through the because they ask uh, all the talent evaluators and coaches and stuff. They'll come to some of uh, you know, like me and the other guy. Who was the other person that was there? I think it was. There was no sir, no sir, Roya. No other other trainer. It was uh, me, and then oh, the Indian girl, Love Free. Yeah. Love free. <laughs> Anyways, so they, you know, they'll come to us and ask us what we think of certain talent. And I remember you being one of the guys that I was like, yo, this guy's got a killer smile. You yeah, know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah. dude's a good athlete. Yeah, great just, look. He's got a great <laughs> smile. Dude, always, I was like, he could be fooling me, but he just seems like a happy ass dude. And uh, so, right. So, Egypt, that's where you. That's where you. Yeah, came, so I, you I were born, born and raised. I born in Saudi, but I, I lived all my life in Egypt. Okay. Cairo, like the capital of Egypt. Okay. Very crowded. Yeah. Very polluted, <laughs> but, but I still love it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like it's where you're from. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. It's kind of like New York here, you know. Okay. Yeah. Now, what did you uh, like? What was it like growing up in Egypt? So, my my grandfather was like a world champion gymnastics and diving. And he did some boxing in, in like 1952, something like this. Okay. So we had all this like in our blood that to be like athletes. My father was a, with a, like a, like a national champion in judo. And then my brother was a world champion kickboxing and kung fu. That was like my role model. That was like my godfather, you know. Your brother. Yeah. So I okay. grew up like listening to him. Till like, till 15, I was, I was doing like a, a field hockey. I was out of shape eating a lot. He used to call me Mo Pai because I, <laughs> I used to like to eat like Egyptian pies, which is very unhealthy, you know. Uh -huh. But when, when I turned 16, I was like, hey, man, like I got this. This man li like live like in the room next. Like my brother lives here with me. And I'm like, I see all these people running, taking advices from him. He used to train like tons of people in Egypt. I was like, man, I'm his brother. I'm out of shape. Out of shape. That doesn't make sense, you know. And then he, he was uh, he had like a camp. He used to like do his camps. So he had a camp for the for the world champion uh, of kung fu. So he was training like 5 a.m., 5:30 a.m. and 6 p.m. And he used to work at the same time in a bank. So he had like a crazy like crazy busy day. So I used to wake up with him at five. He gave me like a yogurt with a with a, a spoon of honey. Uh -huh. And you know the Nescafe. It's like a you know the Nescafe. It's like uh, like coffee. Okay. I just, I just like. Have a spoon like sick like this. Oh damn! Straight and to I'm the like, face. Yeah, I'm up, man. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we go work out, and then he drive to the bank. He go work, and then I go home, sleep. You know, have some rest, and then work out with him again at six. So that was like six months. He won the world champion, and then I was like, hey, I'm ready to fight. You know. 
So he bought me in, in boxing. I went to a boxing club, like a very low class. It's called Tirsana. Uh-huh. It's like, you know, like the grind. You, know? uh-huh. you gotta start from there. Like we had no sandbags. We had the wall. The sandbag was like for the like the first team would like you know oh, okay so we had the wood to hit it so my gloves was like flat my knuckles was old wait <laughs> so you're punching the wall yeah like the big names but starting you, you go to the wall you, right yeah so it was crazy but i made it and then i won my first competition like national championship when i was 17 and then i was like the champion for five years i went to the national team for two years uh, i had a couple problems with the national team the president was like because like most of them was like, they, they, they like go to school or like go to university or do boxing. They're like you can't do both, you know, because you have the the competitions at the same time, the finals, uh, with the finals. Okay. So I was like, hey, so like, there was like a time conflict. Yeah, yeah. So I told him like, hey, you know, my father is a doctor, you know, so it's really important to get my degree. And he was like, no, you gotta pick. I was like, no, like I have to get my degree, you know. So I had I had like it was really hard to be like both. Yeah. Like with the university, they doesn't care if you're like a champion. With the, with the boxing club, or like the national team, they doesn't care if you go to university. Like here, you can get sponsorship, you can, you can get a scholarship. I'm sorry when you go to like university. Yeah. Like, so it's so different here. Like I wish I grew up here. You know, mm-hmm. I would have like a different. <laughs> I'm sure it's gonna be very different. You know, but yeah, it was hard. And then I I quit boxing 2012, 2013, and then I switched to kickboxing. I won the national. It was uh, like K1 style, so the national, uh, the national championship in, in professional kickboxing. Yeah, I won in the open weight, so it wasn't even my my weight division. It was like guys was, bigger, yeah. smaller. Yeah, so everyone. it was like a huge guy. I fought with him in the final, and I won. And then they said you're gonna go to Africa, and like they had like another like bigger uh, like opportunities, and then you know it's all gone because they always like pick the guys they like. You know, right? So, like if you have connections, you know. And then I switched it to MMA. I did couple fights. I had a contract, but it was really it was seven years contract, and it's 50-50 no health insurance. So if you get injured, you're on your own. Yeah, so it's I was later. Like, ah, no, maybe no. <laughs> then I did uh, football, American football. I had oh, like okay. A small league in Egypt. I, did I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know you played American football. Yeah, I loved it, man. I loved it. What position did you play? End. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I could see that. that. I, I could see that. Let's go straight to the QB or the you know uh-huh. the running back. So. I used to hit the small guy. So <laughs> <laughs> I, was fine, you know? I it, did good. I did good. It's funny all the, it's funny all the like top athletic foreigners that come yeah. over. They all are like, yo, if I, you know, if I grew up in the states, I would have played it's yeah, this yeah, position yeah, or yeah, this man. position <laughs> or this in football. It's funny how they they all th- like are like, yo, I would have played this position because <laughs> football is only big here in the, in the yeah, United States. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we're trying in Egypt to have a decent league. Yeah. Sometimes they get like uh, players from from college here. Yeah. So like to step up the game, you know. Yeah. So I, w- I was doing good. I played like two years, but second year I did my tryouts with uh, with Dubai uh, tryouts with WWE. Okay. And then they they said like you're coming in. And How old were you when you did that tryout? I, w- I was 27. 27. So from 15 or 16, 16. when you decided like yo my brother. Yeah. is the shit you know what i mean yeah, my brother yeah, knows all this yeah. shit like my shit is not together and <laughs> i need to get it yeah, together yeah. and who better than my big bro to like yeah, teach me yeah. right which is a big moment for a lot of boys you know what yeah. i mean like when you're a boy a lot of boys are like they go everything's comfortable because your mom or your With dad is, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know they take care of you and they yeah. keep you comfortable you yeah. know and it's like it's an easy life yeah 
Then once you go, you start getting into that teenage age range, right? You have choices to make, right? To yeah. go from like, oh, do I stay comfortable and like not grow, not progress, not yeah. force myself to get uncomfortable, whether it's in physical endeavors, social endeavors, emotional, you know, what all the yeah, different yeah. spectrums of a human, like this is the time that you need to start pushing yourself. Yeah. Right. And like you get to make a choice, like you get to make a choice, stay comfortable or you get to make a choice to grow. But you don't get yeah. to do both. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. to recognize that, especially at that age on your own, is like that's huge. It's really hard. Yeah. Like I remember at the beginning, I was like, why my brother? Like he used to like even like even when I go to him to tell him like, yeah, like I want to train. He used to like push us very hard, me and my other brother. And mm -hmm. I was like, hey, man, like this, this would hate us, you know. He wakes me up at 5 a.m., <laughs> put ice on my, like, freaking, you know, <laughs> like, like, cold water on me to wake me up. Okay. Feed me like, my cheat meal at this time was, like, I had, the cheat meal was, like, uh, brown toast with coated cheese and honey. That was, like, the only cheese me uh, the only cheat meal I had I had in a week, you know? Damn. So that was, like, yeah, I'm waiting for this day to eat coated cheese. <laughs> I was, like, I was, like well, what is going on? And everything was, like, my mom used to, like, you know, make, like, fried food, you know, like, my, my father used to love like this kind of food yeah so i was like you know it tastes good the fried food but when i start to train he was like hey you gotta eat everything you eat is gonna be like boiled yeah so like boiled chicken boiled veggies rice like everything strict yeah and, and everything measured yeah and, yeah and all of it like tastes the same you know i feel like you know when you have a pit bull you know and you feed his ass like this yeah so it was really hard and i see all my friends like smoking going out drinking I was like, no, you know, I'm, I want to stay here. I mm -hmm. want to stay in this line. It was really hard. My friends was like, bro, like, well, you, you come on, let's go out. You know, in Egypt, the weekend is like Friday and Saturday. So Thursday night, they were like, come on, let's go. I was like, no, I got to wake up early tomorrow. I have workout at 6 a.m., mm -hmm. you know. So it's really hard to, but it, it's just the beginning, trust me. If you went through it, that's it. You're going to stay on this, like, and I'm, I really appreciate that. I always tell them, like, hey, I owe you. Like, till the day I die, I owe you. Because I, I know if I didn't, like listen to mm -hmm. you, I would be like, and and so I'll be someone else, you know. I'll be like dragged in alcohol, drugs, and all this like bad stuff that most of my friends end up doing. Yeah. And they're like, now they wake up when they're thirty. Now they like. Hey, they bro. wish they would have done what yeah. you did. You're like, hey, bro, like I want, I want to be healthy, man. I hate my, I feel like I'm, f I'm freaking fifty years old, you know. I like my wife is like, I can't do something. I can't move. I can't move. I can't play with my my son. I was like, yeah, let's do like. It's a bit late, but there is no, it's not, nothing is like, you can always start, you know, if you have the will. But I mean, when you're young, that's the hard part. Yeah. You got the video games, you got the good food. Mm -hmm. You got the money to get, get like sweets and get all this like bad stuff, but you, you're like, no, no. So And everybody around you wants yeah. you to stay where yeah. they're at. Because yeah. it yeah. makes people uncomfortable when you have a group of friends and one guy decides, hey. I'm not going to go out tonight. Yeah. I'm going to stay in. I'm going to work out in the morning. Or like, no, I'm not smoking. Or I'm not drinking tonight. Yeah. It's like, I got to work out early in the morning. And then sometimes again, bro, you're so boring, bro. Like when you travel with them, it's like, no, I don't care. Yeah. I'm boring. I don't care. I want to <laughs> live long. I want to live healthy. You know? I don't care if I'm boring, but I want to, I want to, you know, grow up. I want to get older and I'm healthy. I saw my grandfather. He was like, I think he passed away when he was like 92. Like the night he passed away, he did like 10 pull-ups. I had a broken hip. He used to go try to run. So I saw all this. I was like, no, I want to die like him. Yeah. Know? I don't want to die in, in a bed in a hospital. Like, can't move, shitting myself, you know. That's Dude. a nightmare, you know. Dude, how important is that to see older people, like older guys, you know what I mean, that have gone through it already, right? Yeah. That have gone through 
one have gone through life but also you know they've trained in whatever their profession or endeavor is they've pushed themselves and they know what it takes and then they also know what it doesn't take right so they can teach you the do's and don'ts i've learned so much from the older guys in the gym coaches that are just like yo stay away from this stay away from this like that's more so than telling me what to do telling me what not to do was more important in my opinion and like you only get that with experience old school yeah big time yeah yeah and uh, so it's just like, I feel like a lot of youngsters now, it's easy to stay comfortable. Yeah. And like, you get mad when you have somebody that's pushing you, right? Because sometimes, you know. You get it the wrong way. You right. Yeah, and sometimes, way. sometimes dudes, sometimes guys, like men, when they push younger boys, maybe they don't have the best way yeah. of communicating to them. Or it may be too abrasive for them, right? Yeah. Yeah. And maybe you could be a little, you know. Uh, maybe there's a, a better way to communicate to them, but that is how they know how to push them. And I remember having a coach tell me, don't listen to how I'm saying anything, listen to what I'm saying. That's cool. And when you can do that, that you're able to like stop your emotions, be like, okay, quit feeling sorry for yourself. Yeah. Like a little boy, right? I'm trying to be a man. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. And like, oh, this guy's telling me that I need to be up at this time and eat this and drink this w- much water so that when I work out, I'm fully exactly. energized so yeah. that I am not sh- dying in the warm up, so that I can actually push myself. Yeah. And then he's kicking my ass in the war- in the workout so that tomorrow when I come back, I can push even harder. Yeah. So that in one year, two year, five years, I can become a national champion. Yeah. So w- when I start to work out with him, we used to sport and he used to like, Kick my ass, kick my ass, <laughs> bad man. People are like, we're gonna call the police, I'll be bleeding. And we're like, come on, and I keep pushing it. So when I went to the, na- the he was like, uh, uh, he's eight years older than me. When I went to the national, like, uh, national chip, uh, the national uh, chip competition for boxing, and I was like fighting guys. When they hit me, I was like, man, that's nothing. I used to get hit with a, from, from a, right. a freaking world champion. Yeah. So that's not, I used to get hit and keep going. Yeah. So I wasn't like the technical guy, but I was like the guy who's going to keep going to the last second. A brawler. Yeah. So first round, I get beating. Second round, my eyes are like bleeding and my eyes like I, like I can't see. And third round, the guy was like, this man, he's going to keep coming. So that's, you, you win like psychology. Fourth round. He's out. Yeah. He's done. You know, because like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going back. I'm gonna keep coming. You break whatever, their will. Whatever you're gonna, yeah, throw at me. I'm just gonna keep coming. Yeah. But that that was a good lesson for me in life. Hell yeah. Like when I started wrestling, it was really hard. You know, like the selling that blah, blah 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 blah, and I was like, hey, keep keep going, keep the smile. You know, people get confused. Like why he doesn't want to give up? No, I'm gonna keep the smile. I'm gonna keep going. This is how I go through the bad times. You know. Yeah. Yeah, like with the MMA fight. You know, the guy w- they put me with a wrestler. So that's like, I'm a striker. If you put me as a striker, I'll win. That's my game. But when they put you with a grappler, he's going to put you down. Right. So three times. Put me down, smack me. I push him. I get up three times. And then he was like, <laughs> he taps, standing. He was like, <laughs> he's going to kill me. So I'm done. <laughs> so, so 15, 16, you decided to change gears, yeah. start yeah. training your ass off. Then you started seeing success. When you decided to start training, with your brother and you decided to flip that switch, was there the thought of coming to America in the back of your mind? Not really, but he was always like, it was always like a dream, you know, to, to get a scholarship. 
but they stopped getting scholarship for boxing yeah which i was like the the champion at boxing so yeah like i was looking for that but at this time there was no scholarship for because i think when they get like fighters you know yeah scholarship they make trouble so yeah i'm not, <laughs> I'm not getting fighters you know? yeah but i mean yeah, in egypt it's really hard to like grow up in to be an athlete or a professional athlete it's so hard why the sub like supplements that the lifestyle you know yeah is, to be an athlete is different than the normal people are like unhealthy you know eating like now it's a big hit fitness is big hit now in egypt you can make like people making like crazy money like open like people like will study science study like a lot of other stuff but you'll end up like opening a gym or like doing fitness classes because now people start to realize like that's the future you know yeah like your health this is the most investment you know you invest in yourself right so but like 10 years ago it was like what are you doing? Even when I graduated, I had my accounting degree and I was like, no, I'm not going to work in a bank. I'm not going to sit in an office and have like a boss, you know, like mm-hmm. bothering me. Because I saw my brother going through this. I was like, no, I'm going to start my own like fitness group. And I started with two clients. Like when, before my father left, he had like so many clients. But when he, he left to Canada 2009, I was still 19. So I was still young, you know. Yeah. I assist him like for two years before he left. He left to, uh, to uh, Canada. But to start my own thing, People like he's young, you know, he's a young boy. So I start with two clients. Yeah. And then like before I left, I had maybe more than five hundred clients at least. In Egypt. Yeah, yeah, superstars like movie stars like blah blah all like from all the you know the different like yeah yeah it was nice you know I had I had a really good business but then I I always wanted to compete like my dream was always like I want to compete I want I I just don't want to be like coaching or doing this I want to compete as well so when I had the tryouts with, with WWE. And I saw this, I left everything I had in Egypt. Like my girlfriend, my family, everything. And I came here, I was like, hey, you know, I will do it. It was really hard. Yeah. And then the COVID came. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it, was, was, do you, was the sacrifice worth it? Oh, man. It's, yeah, I would say, I would say if I had that chance again, I would still do the same. Yeah. But, you know, like, it's it's really hard to be away from your family and, like, your parents getting old, you know? Yeah. It's really hard to be away from them because they were, like, next to you all your life, mm-hmm. and now they get old, you know? Yeah. So you want to be there for them when they need you. So I think that's the, the, the hard part. Like, the business, you know, it's all comes and go. But I had really good business, you know? <laughs> I wish, like, yeah, but it was like this. It was really, like, I did the tryouts. I didn't have, like, a time when they're going to recruit me or, like, get me here. And then they called me, to like, hey, got two weeks and you're gonna be in the state so i had two weeks to tell my clients hey i'm sorry <laughs> i'm moving and uh, even my other brother that lives in egypt now i didn't give him enough time you know to like like uh, transfer or like you know yeah to be able to try and yeah. pick up your clients and yeah. kind of help out with that yeah but it's, like yeah it was it was worth it but it's really hard to again to stay away from your parents you know that's the hardest thing, thing. Yeah, yeah yeah like i'm my, like my nightmare like, I don't care what is, what, what is it, like, you know, life knocked me out so many times. I still get up, but I'm, j- like, my nightmare is, like, my d- mom and dad, you know, if, if something happened, they need me and I'm not there, it's going to be like, ah, that's, like, the worst part. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you, though, that they're proud of you, yeah, that you're yeah. over here doing your thing, and, like, they were able to raise a young man that's been, like, as ambitious as you, you know what I mean, to, to always be looking forward, yeah. working towards something and just like chasing his dreams, yeah. you know, like, I mean, you've been able to travel 
most of the world, you know, in this process of boxing, MMA, pro wrestling, yeah. fitness. Like it's taking you all the way over. You know, we're sitting here in Orlando, Florida, right now, having a conversation. <laughs> yeah. So it's pretty wild. Yeah. Hell yeah! So when did you like? So when did you start having like thoughts of coming to America? When you had the tryout? Uh, no, when I went, like when I started boxing, and then I was like in the national team. Okay. I was like three three times. Uh, like I had the box, the, the gold gloves, or like the the heavyweight champion. Yeah. And I was like, hey, you know what about like sending my like resumes to like colleges or universities here and see, you know, if I can get like a scholarship or something. But it, you know, if I know about football, you know. <laughs> but at, at this time, 2011, 2012, in Egypt there was no like I don't think there was like football or like if there was it was gonna be like something very small you know yeah yeah cool but it's nice it's nice i loved I lo when i did football visa i was like because with the defensive end you gotta move fast you gotta hit you got like a big o-line in front of you it's a mind game i'm gonna hit you once twice and then i will run i'm gonna make you move fast and then i will push you right but yeah yeah, so get them off their spot, yeah, yeah, get them yeah, off yeah. balance, dip a shoulder, rip yeah. inside. If you put him in his ass, that's it. You yeah. won. Like, that's a knockout, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, no, with D-Lineman, uh, it's like, yo, you guys. <laughs> you guys, you got no, you got little response. You got two gaps. Yeah. Usually, Easy, sometimes yeah. you got two gaps. One, you have all this freedom as long as you're taking care of whatever gap. Yeah. And it's like you can do you can go inside, go outside, and I, you know, being an offensive lineman, yeah. I, I fucking hate defensive <laughs> linemen, bro. You know what I mean? I hate D linemen. I fucking hate you guys. You know what I mean? I'm gonna try and smash you guys every chance I get. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I respect defensive linemen though. Out of all the defensive players, um, because I hate defensive <laughs> players, bro. They talk so much shit. They talk so much yeah. shit. And it's like, listen here, bro. Like, I'm over here. I'm doing this trigonometry. Offensive line play. Like, yeah. the 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 thinking game that takes place for offensive line. Then you got these little defensive guys talking all this shit. And I'm like, you little sons of bitches. Especially, especially cornerbacks. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? So cornerbacks. It's like, bro, you're all the way over there. You're going to run, chase this wide receiver. And then you're going to come up and talk shit to me. Yeah. And I'm not even going to see you. You know what I mean? We're not ever going to touch. But you better hope that for whatever reason, I'm not downfield 15, 20 yards, and I catch you with your head not on a swivel because I'm going to put you on your ass. Um, <laughs> the uh, So WWE called. How would you get the tryout for the WWE? So this uh, um, a friend of my brother, he saw me at the sports club. I used to, like, work. Like, I was a member there and gave my classes there. I spent most of my life over there. So every every day, I, ha I had to wake up at 6. Yeah. Uh, I got classes from 7 to 12. And then from to 12 to 5, that's my time. 12 to 4, I, I, I eat something, I work out, and then have some rest, and then start again giving classes from 5 to, to 10, uh, 10, 10 p.m. So I had, like, a long day. And this guy was over there, and he saw me every day uh, working out from 12, and he was like, and I used to work out like intense sprints, lifting heavy. I was like, "Hey man, what are you doing? Like, you get you getting like, do you have a like a competition come?" I was like, "No, that's that's my life. Like, I love I love working out. I love to do this. I love to stay in shape. I, I love to stay strong." And I was like, "Hey, there is the WWE tryouts in Dubai. Send them like he was the the main reason I went to the tryouts. Okay. I was like, "Hey, send them your your, your resume, you know." 
and I sent it to them and they were like they invited me for five days in, in Dubai for the trouts. I went there. I w- like to be honest, I was really in shape. I was like, you know, working out every day. So the whole the workouts was like a piece of cake. So I was always smiling. Yeah. And I was like, hey, let's do it. You know, they said like, I see how you work out, yeah. bro. I see how you yeah. work out. You train out you train hard. There's yeah. not a lot of guys that, like that that I'm like, yo, they train hard, you train hard. I try I try to push myself. Like my psychology with working out is like one more rib, you know. Like some people say, like, you know, no, you gotta stop here. I'm like, yeah, no, leave two in the tank, one in the tank, you know. Which is the right, like the safe way, which is the right way. But yeah. But me, I'm like always wanna go for one more. Like I can do more. I can do more. Yeah, it's. I think it's more here psychologically, but it's not very safe, you know. If you're starting to do sports, <laughs> you gotta mm-hmm. be you know, safe. But I, I try to like push myself because my brother put me on the track and then he he moved to Canada, so I had to be like push myself you know till i get like sometimes i overtrain myself and i call him it's like hey i'm shaking because <laughs> he's stupid you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so i needed someone to coach me to like tell me to stop bro no to dude push me, you know? i tell people i tell people this all the time especially when i was training for football still yeah. when i got done with college people were like why do you why are you paying for a trainer because like it's you know especially once you get to that stage you pay a lot of money for like yeah, personal yeah, trainers yeah Cause you're getting very specific needs, right? Yeah. You're getting a diet, you're getting specific workouts for you in particular. So they're like, yo, why don't, you know, you know so much, like you're always teaching other people how to work out or putting programs together for other people. Like, why don't you just do that for yourself? And it's like, I'm not paying this guy to like train me. You know what I mean? I'm not training him to push me. I'm not training him to like teach me how to work out. I'm teaching them one to put a program together so I don't have to like waste the space in my head to put a yeah. program together. Cause it does take, takes a lot to like think out a program for 16 weeks, you know, like yeah. there's a lot of planning that goes into that. And then you're like thinking and it can take away from just coming in and put doing the work. Yeah. But what I really am paying the guy for is to put a leash to keep, to pull yeah. me back when yeah, I'm yeah. going too far. Yeah. Cause like when I'm coming in, like I'm coming in balls to the wall. Like I'm coming in to train hard, intense. I'm here to push myself to the limit. Your job is to be like, Dan, I don't think that's a good idea. Sean Hayes used to hate me. (laughs) Sean Hayes used Uh to to always shout at me. He's like, Mo. (laughs) (laughs) I love them. He teach me a lot. Like I I learned a lot from him. Sean Hayes, WWE strength coach. Yeah, I learned a lot from him. He adds a lot to me. Yeah, like no, that. dude, he's a he is a fucking gem, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like the WWE, like they don't pay him enough money. Yeah. They don't pay him enough <laughs> I money. I don't know. How much they pay him, <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, like, and this, like, I think more than a couple years I trained with him. He told me a lot. He adds a lot to me. Yeah, strength. Like now I can go to the gym and I know what I'm doing. I know my program. I know what to do this week, the next week, and mm-hmm. know my reps. You know, so it was really like an ad for me to train, like with. Sean Hayes. Yeah. 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 No, dude, I love training with Sean. He's this. He puts programs together and he does it in a way where he's like thinking about the athlete, right? Like how much, you know, how you were on the road this weekend, right? You guys had a long trip. You know, you had to fly cross country. You had four shows back to back to back to back. Then you had to fly back. I have this already planned out, but yeah. We're going to do something different because I don't yeah. think your body, you know, you're probably beat to hell, which we were. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I was like, okay, so then he would adjust on the fly accordingly. And like that takes, 
I mean, that's not not a lot of strength coaches have that. It's like, yeah. yo, this is the program, push through it type thing. And it's like, no, nah, everybody's different, right? And it's like sometimes, especially with wrestling in particular, you're in season all the time. So yeah. you have to train differently in season than out of season. Yeah. So, like, his ability to be able to to decipher all of that, know when to push and when to back off. And then, like you said, he sees you over there going to power clean at 405, <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, hey, Mo, cut that shit out. <laughs> you know, you just were telling me that your wrist is all jacked up. You're telling me that your hip's all, you yeah. know, out of whack and, like, you're over here doing this. Like, cut that shit out. <laughs> so, it's like, good. That's why I'm paying a trainer for. Yeah. You know, like pull me back yeah. so i tell people that shit all the time yeah. <laughs> um so it's all about your person if it's your person you, you're always gonna put like you know a hundred percent and like i believe in a hundred percent some people say like, we put 120 there's nothing called 120 percent there's only a hundred percent so yeah like i would put, like i tr- would would just think i try to put my hundred percent but it's it's so different than where i came from so the learning process was a bit like hard for me but like, thank thanks for the all the coaches, you know that they had to like keep up with all my like, you know. What do you mean? Like to learn the wrestling part, the pro. Wrestling. Oh yeah, because yeah. it is because especially for us guys who are coming from like competitive sports, yeah. especially contact sports, yeah. and then coming into the wrestling world where it's it's different. It's different because there's contact. But there's also like what we call in the business working contact. Yeah. So it's like your job is to make shit look like it hurts without making it hurt. Yeah. And which is hard to do. That is like, yeah, that's the can. art. That's yeah. the art. Yeah. But when guys like you and I come from a world where we smash into people all the time, <laughs> yeah. it takes some time to kind of be able to figure out how yeah. not to do that. And it's yeah. like, yo, well, you have great attributes that we want you to use, but like you need to learn how to control them in a different capacity now. Yeah. And then like you were saying, you were talking about as a fighter, like you're going to absorb damage and keep coming no matter what. Yeah. And you're not going to show anything. You're just going to keep smiling, yeah, keep so the, coming forward. <laughs> right, which is counterintuitive to wrestling because yeah. it's like you need to show emotion. You need to show weakness and vulnerability, which in sports you never do. Exactly, you yeah. never let your opponent see that you're vulnerable or you're compromised, even yeah. if you're rocked. You, yeah. if, if you're in the it's ring strong, and you're yeah. seeing three of them, you do not let them know that you're seeing three of them. Yeah, you yeah, keep yeah. that stone face and you just keep going. Yeah. But in wrestling... You want them to see that you're vulnerable. Yeah. You want them to see that you're hurt. That's how you build a connection with the audience. Yeah. But it takes a while to figure that out. Yeah, it took a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's not easy to do, yeah. right? Because sometimes it, could, it, it feels weird to yeah. do that. And you're like, oh, man, like, I don't know. Is this silly? Do I look silly doing this? Like, yeah. this seems so counterintuitive to everything that I've been taught. So that's, like, some of the shit that is kind of... Yeah, it's hard. It's hard it's, to it's adjust. Really hard. It's like an art. It's really hard. not not everyone can be like a pro wrestler. No. Know? Yeah. No. And like the old the old generations like really like they go through like really hard times to keep this business like alive, you know. But you know what wh- what is sad now you see this like other company like whatever like other small companies doing like some like crazy wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> and then people expect to see this, but it's it's different. Yeah. Know? It's like everybody's just trying to get attention yeah, yeah, right yeah. now. So it's like they'll do the craziest shit. Yeah. And 
it's like, okay, yeah, you're going to get attention for doing that, but are you going to be able to do that every night? Yeah, exactly. Are you going to be able to jump off a 20 foot, fo- yeah. 25 foot ladder every night? Yeah. Are you going to be able to do this, these stunts every single night? Yeah. And it's like, the game is evolving, right? Because the audience has seen so much and they've seen crazy shit. They want some of that faster pace, yeah. crazy stunts, right? Yeah. But which you have we have to adapt to and we have to figure out right because wrestling just like everything is evolving and yeah. evolved so you got to figure that out but then you also have to think like i can't do that every night you can't do that every <laughs> yeah. night and if you do it every night it no longer has no longer is special yeah right like if you're seeing dives every night if you're seeing these crazy ass 450s every single night it's like okay, what's next is what the fans are going to start acting like, which like you see sometimes. And then it's just like, no, you need to like not forget that as much as as this is like an athletic endeavor and it's like, hey, let me show off the goods, right? Because that's what we want to do as athletes. Check how big I am. Check how strong, how fast, how high I can jump, how much I can lift, all this cool shit I can do. But like you're also a performer. So it's like performing is storytelling, and it's like, how can I tell a story with all of this cool shit I can do yeah. and not kill myself yeah. in the process? <laughs> that, that, that's why I really like the way the structure of like the way we had the matches, we had the events. Yeah. I really like that. Like the WWE, how they put that structure. Yeah. It's, it's like make it more professional and like make people like always want to see, you know. Yeah. It's very smart. You know, it's different than. Other, you know, yeah, the other like, companies they just want to do like the stunt show, stunt show, stunt yeah. show, do this crazy shit, do this yeah. crazy shit. But they don't have the same schedule that guys on the WWE do. Like yeah. they get to work like once or twice a month. Yeah, so yeah. You know, now it's now like AW and Impact, they're starting to work a little bit more um consistently, so they have to start dealing with those things, but like some of the all smaller indie shows, it's like, yeah, that's like your pay-per-view. So, like, you can go all out there, but, like, once you start... And a lot of those guys that come from the indies that work, like, once every two months, and then they come to the WWE, and they kind of have, like, they try to work that style within the WWE, and then they're working four nights a week, five nights a week. After about four months, six months, they start feeling like, oh, like, I can't keep this shit up. (laughs) So then it's like, oh, I've got to become a better performer. And then that's where, like, the real art comes. That's when you start having to dig into the this right here. Like, this is your ultimate tool, especially when you're on TV. Like, get those emotions out. Those sell through the eyes, sell through the face and your body. Like, And then when you're in bigger arenas, like, that's where you start using all of your body to, like, signal to everybody. And that's where that's where it gets real artistic, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was really like, like you know, a good experience, you know. Oh yeah, it hell adds, yeah. Yeah, it adds a lot, you know. With like, like promo t- like with the promos, with the with the storytelling and matches and all this. I was still like, I'm, I'm, I'm still like, I'm not gonna call myself, you know, like, <laughs> like anyway to be a good at this. But I mean, it adds a lot to me. As a as a like an athlete because before I was just an athlete, yeah. but now you see UFC boxing my oldest the promo that selling the match selling the, yeah yeah so that adds to me because I was like just put my gloves on get inside the ring win everyone like honestly if you want to be successful in this world like you have to have some 
either public speaking abilities to get your knowledge out or public speaking abilities to like to be a performer to like entertain people like one of the two because like you're either providing information for people like you're either a content provider that informs people or you're a content provider that entertains people and either way you've got to be able to talk on a microphone in front of a camera and if you can't like you're dead in the water so like regardless of like whatever like a lot of people that go through there that say you know say you get hired by the company you go through the company's process and for whatever reason you get let go and you're no longer with the company anymore all those things that you learned as long as you were working when you were there and putting in like all that shit you're going to be able to take with you into the rest of your life you're going to come out better than than you went in and i think that that's where like you and i both are like i you know i've always been a really good public speaker but like my growth as a performer is like exponentially from when I started with the company to when I left with the company. And like, it's just like, and it just puts you in very weird situations that even other entertainment uh, industries don't have, you know, like you get put in some weird, stressful situations (laughs) that like no other industry has. I remember my first promo, like the Ringo. (laughs) I was talking in the mic and I said like I'm gonna be the champion. I put the mic away, so I, I'm gonna be the champion. <laughs> like, Arturo, Arturo, always, always like Adrian, always make fun of me because he was there and it was, I was so stressed. It was the first time English is my second, my second yeah. language. I still have a, like a, like a, a heavy accent. I was worried about people don't understand what I'm saying. So every time I had a promo, that was like my nightmare, you know? Yeah. Like I didn't have this feel like before going like to fight and boxing or MMA or whatever. Cause no, like I don't have to react with all these people, you know, uh-huh. just one guy beat him, get out, you know? So yeah, that, that adds a lot to me, like to get inside the ring and speak with confidence and remember my words, you know, and all this, that was like, uh, that was like a really, that was something I really learned from, like, like added to me Yeah. In WWE. Well, just speaking on a microphone in front of hundreds of people is stressful enough. People at home, whoever's listening to this are probably like, yo, I'd be stressed out of my mind, let alone having to remember a second language, you know, (laughs) like it's so like people here don't know other languages other than English. So if you're listening to this, imagine having to go out in front of (laughs) hundreds of people, thousands of people and cut a prepared monologue in a language that's not your first language it was a nightmare right that's just like (laughs) so much stress (laughs) i want to thank the coaches that they gave me the chance to do this because like i would still be like okay maybe he don't speak maybe he's gonna like mess it up but it was like the opportunities they gave me was really good you know yeah i tried to use like the best of it even when i when i lose my like the words or like what i'm gonna say when when i forget it I, i have to have like some keys you know just like Say something funny, say something, yeah. you know, not smile to people, you know, but don't freeze. Yeah. <laughs> like the worst. Well, th- that's the nice thing about live performances yeah. is nobody knows that you fucked up <laughs> yeah. as, lo- as long as you don't stop, yeah. you know, you yeah. could just, they might be like, that was weird or whatever. But like, if you just keep going, no yeah. one knows that yeah. there was a mistake yeah. until you go in the back. Yeah. No one knows. So I see my, sometimes they call you is like, Hey Dan, go, go. Oh. Like we got, we got some, some time, like go do our promo. I see, like you, did, like you go out and he talks shit, and you got the best reaction. People are like, eh. I, I actually, that was one of the things I was most proud of. Yeah. Was that 
I became a guy on like those shows that when they needed time to fill, if like yeah. say like like one of the times we started the show and uh, we or we needed to start the show, but the paramedics weren't there, and you have to have yeah. a paramedics yeah, yeah, yeah. on staff. So like we're scheduled to have a show. I had a match. I think either at the I think we were either the semi main or the main and I so like we were talking about what we were going to do still putting things together all of a sudden one of the producers was like yo Dan uh we <laughs> yeah. need like we need a promo right now yeah. and I was like okay how long and he's like I don't know <laughs> Go he was like the paramedics aren't yeah. here and we just need someone to kill some time so I was just like I was in a tag team at that time with uh yeah. Riddick Moss yeah. so I just went up to Riddy and I was like yo Riddy they need a promo right now and he was like and he was because he was in his underwear, I think. <laughs> so he just threw a bunch of shit on, and we went out there and just like cut a random ass promo. Um, but it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. And I think a lot of guys, what happens is they get too worried about what they're gonna say. And if like for me, I just went. I didn't give a shit what I was saying. <laughs> I knew that it was just like an, I just I knew. I know what my character is, and then I knew what I was trying to sell. Right? I'm like selling. I was like, okay, I'm getting thrown out here, but this is an opportunity to sell the match that's later in the night. So I was like, yeah, let me just talk some shit. Let them get used to me. Like we're going to come out in the bad guy role. So let me let them know that I'm a bad guy, you know, to solidify that. And then they'll just have some fun in the process and who knows what will happen. Because sometimes the crowd will just throw you a bone and they'll react to something you're saying. And then you just kind of spitball off of that and just roll it into something. And then in that particular instance, though, it was wild because I'm just out there talking shit. And then the music, like, I don't know when or or when or where they needed me to come out. They just I just heard my music hit. and I was like, oh, we must be time. And then we went into the back. Um, What was uh, what was the. So what were some of the things coming to America before you got here that you were like thinking about, like in terms of like what America was like, like what's the perception of America from your region of the so, world? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a really good, yeah. <laughs> good topic to talk about. So, you know, like when you watch like the movies, you see like any Arab or any guy speak Arabic, he's a terrorist. Okay. Uh-huh. Same shit <laughs> in Egypt or like Middle East. Most of guys, when you see like any American movie, you see like parties, bikinis, you know, people having fun. But <laughs> so you think you're gonna come here and it's like a weekend the whole week, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah, but that that's the, the the point, you know. Like, no, people work, uh-huh. the work their ass hard, and then they we had like when I started, I had one day of uh, like first couple months, I had energy. So this day was Sunday. I go to like Wakaiva, I go out, I go to the beach, I do something. But by the time I was like, no, getting groceries. Doing laundry, sleep. Sleep. <laughs> that's my day off, <laughs> and that's it. So same thing, like, you think you're going to come here, and it, it's all about, like, having fun going out, blah, 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 blah. But then when you come here, you see the cycle, you realize that, okay, I was having fun back in Egypt, you know? Because, <laughs> what, 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 like, uh, I own my own, uh, like, I had my own business, so I put my own schedule. Right. Which, with my, like, uh, character, I work so hard, I put my 100%. So I used to work so hard, but when I need time or there is like a holiday, okay, you have a week, you know, I'm going to travel, relax, you know. But when I came here, it's like almost there is no like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> there is almost there is no like, like you had the Christmas and that's it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. Americans. We work. 
we like oh, you know yeah, we yeah, just yeah. like work 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 yeah. and we probably don't have enough days off yeah we probably yeah. would be more efficient if we had more I days it's off. all about the social media we're like why are you seeing social like if you see Egypt and social media, I'm sure it's like desert and camels. Yeah, <laughs> the pyramids. Some people meet me and they're like, what if I'm from Egypt? They're like, wow, that's so cool. Do you have a camel? I was like, fuck you. Fuck camel, bro. No. So I, by the time I used to like make fun, I was like, yeah, I own a pyramid. You know what I'm saying? I live in a pyramid. You know? <laughs> just, you know, make yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So people are, people are dumbasses. They just be like, <laughs> it's the stereotypes, it's right? It's the social media. Right? It's the social media. But I see why. Because... Again, when you watch an American movie or like Hollywood movie, you see like drugs, guns, like you know, yeah, like forties. But when you come here and you see the real life, people work really hard, like way harder than back in Middle East. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm I'm not I'm not saying all people work like. But I see here how people work hard to have this time, you know, to travel or to do something. So yeah, like the traffic was like. Especially the traffic. They say, like, Florida driving is crazy. No, you got to see Cairo. Mm. You got no lanes, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now we have lanes, you know. It's nice, but still, driving in Cairo is crazy. I, I, I used to ride a motorcycle. I had a car, but, you know, to get through the traffic, you can, let's say you're going somewhere, like, five miles away. It can take you, like, an hour in Egypt. Right. With the traffic. So I had the motorcycle to just, you know. Dude, traffic down. over there is, like, it's like going to war. In yeah. terms of like, you yeah. have to be so alert yep. to yeah. like get through yeah. traffic yeah. over there. So when I came here, like I had the rental car from the airport. I was driving for like three hours, like enjoying. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Oh, that's open cool. roads and yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's cool. You know, no traffic. Driving here is not crazy. Like, like if you think it's crazy here, you gotta go to Egypt. Yeah. And see, like what is going on? I haven't. So I haven't been to Egypt, but I've been to. Dubai wasn't too bad. Dubai yeah. was kind of crazy, but Saudi Arabia, they were traffic over there. I don't yeah. know if it's the same as Egypt. No, it, I'm sure Cairo's worse. Cairo's worse. <laughs> like, okay. So, but e like Saudi Arabia, there was like four lanes of traffic, but like there was really six lanes of traffic. Yeah, 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 <laughs> like yeah. people were driving as yeah. if there were six lanes. <laughs> yeah. And then sometimes people were just like, lanes kind of were fluid. It was like, yeah. It was a suggestion type thing. Like this, you could drive straight here if you wanted. And then very aggressive too, super aggressive drivers, yeah. which like I feel like you almost have to be when people are driving that crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like this. So yeah, that was like, so when I came here, I saw like how like you got to work hard, but I had no problem with this because where I came from, I used to right. like work hard. Yeah, so. That's how you got here. Yeah. Exactly, He's working hard, exactly, bro. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it wasn't like a big, uh, like, shock for me. But it was, like, something nice. Like, people think when you come here, you're going to have, like a, like, a culture shock. It wasn't like this because the way I grew up, I had, like, English, like, as my second language uh, language in the school. Okay. So I had, like, you know, I can, I can speak. I can, you know, express myself. And uh, at the same time, people can understand what I'm saying. If they didn't, you know, I'll try, you know, to keep... Yeah, so it wasn't like a big culture shock for me. It was like an easy life. It was like easier than what I had. Okay. Uh, Training-wise, like I had the performance center to train, which is like crazy, like um, good invite. Like you got everything, you know, in the gym, you know, everything an athlete want. So that was like a blessing. And having the good weather the whole year, you know. The raining was, uh, when I came here, it started to pour, like rain bad. I was like, what is going on? Right. 
You okay. never see any rain. That happened to me. We have rain in Egypt, but not like here. Yeah. Like here when we start to pour, it's like crazy. You know? yeah. <laughs> like what is going on? So I had the, like my first moment with like heavy raining. Uh, I just bought my motorcycle. I was riding it back to Orlando. I got it from Wakala. And then it started to rain. I was like, whoa, okay. I parked the motorcycle. I was like, I got to wait, you know. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. So the raining here is still like something intense, but that's it. Everything else is really nice. People were being really nice, you know. They think like most of them. They think they think I'm Hispanic, so you got people speaking Spanish to you everywhere. I'm like, hey. <laughs> wrong language, <laughs> bro. <laughs> wrong yeah. language. Yeah. There are a lot of Latin speaking. Like Florida, there's so many different yeah. Latin. Yeah. There's there's Dominicans, there's Cubans, there's Puerto Ricans. Yeah. You know, like there's so many different Latin. You know, eth- Costa Rican. Like it's yeah. just so many different. Uh, Latin ethnicities down here. It's I like it though, cause like I'm from up north. I'm from Erie, Pennsylvania, okay. which is like right on the border of Canada yeah, and the yeah. United States. So we have. I went to Michigan. I went to Michigan. Okay, yeah. yeah. Same kind of weather yeah, as yeah. Michigan is where I'm Freezing. from. <laughs> Dude, those winter months are no joke. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so like coming down here, it's like almost like a cause there's. I, for some reason, people forget Florida is the South. It's almost like there's the South, and then Florida is like something separate from the South. Yeah. But it's it's the most southern part of the United States. Yeah. So it's it's very southern. There's like certain areas that are country as hell. Yeah, yeah. You know, like there's certain places here in Florida that are super country. And then, but then there's like a shit ton of like Latin culture down here. Yeah. Latin music, Latin people, Latin food. And I don't know. I just love it. I love Latin food. Yeah, it's nice. and like the Latin people are. I because they're something about foreigners in America. Like something about Americans are. There's like a proper way of like speaking and talking, and you kind of can get like molded into this like properness. Yeah. But when you like come across blue collar Americans, like people that do hard labor jobs or the jobs that people don't like doing, and you come across foreigners immigrants whatever right they all kind of have this like straight to the point no like there's no passive aggressiveness there's no like everything's blunt everything's straightforward very unique like they're just who they are and i i just have a great appreciation for that when i see it from people so like i i like that about a lot of different foreigners that come over here they're just like they're just them. They're their personality, and they don't really yeah. care. Like they're not trying to conform or fit in. They're just yeah, like yeah. here. I'm like this is who That's I am. Me. That's my yep. yeah, Hell yeah. yeah! So I like that. Um, any other? Uh, so was there any like? So you had this thought process of like what Americans were. Was there anything when you got here that was different? Right? Obviously, people weren't partying all the time like you thought. <laughs> was there things? I mean, there was like a couple of people here in no, the <laughs> I know, like, I met a couple of people that they had party the whole, the whole week. I was like, okay, <laughs> maybe stay away from them. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, nothing would, like, yeah. Yeah, nothing, nothing was really, like, shocking for me. But I really like I appreciate the the weather that you know the all the like training facilities we got around you. You just that see like greens and see like you know trees everywhere that was really nice. Yeah, that's like the the sports club I used to go zero sport uh, sporting club. It's like this. That's why I, I used to just go there in the morning, spend my whole day, eat, train, work, do everything over there because you got you got greens. Just 
you know, like driving to work and go sit in an office, I'm, I'm sure that's really stressful because I got, I used to train people that they, that they used to like come after work and I see how much they stressed with work, with their boss, with blah, blah, blah. Even like making way more, like better money that I used to make, you know, but still like all the stress, just driving on the traffic and all this. So I was lucky to choose this way. So when I came here and I saw like, like the, spo the Xira Sporting Club was like just like this sporting club, like this area. But here, Florida is like a, a big Xira Sporting Club okay. for me. So it was really nice to drive around, see greens and like the beaches. In Egypt, the beaches are like way, way better than here. Really? Yeah, the, you got the like blue, like blue sea, like the blue water, it's so shiny and the, the sand. Yeah. I mean, here you got like, uh, you got a couple like nice beaches here, but in Egypt, the North Coast is so beautiful. Like if you hear about Greece, the beach, because we, we share the same, yeah. see the Mediterranean Sea. Yeah. So yeah, but I still like the beaches here. Like now, San Augustine is so beautiful. That's where you're living right now. Yeah, it's really beautiful. You got the old town. So if you like the, you know, the old culture or like the city, you can go there. If you like the beaches, you can be at the beach. So it's really, I love it there. Yeah. There's a lot of like Spanish influence in St. Augustine. Yeah. Cause when, uh, like when the French, the British and the Spanish were trying to colonize America, yeah. like the Spanish came over and landed over in that St. Augustine area. Yeah. That's like one of the more beautiful spots on yeah. the East coast of Florida. I think it's the, one of the old cities. I think it's the old city in, in the States. Yeah. They, uh, cause I, I feel like all the, the Gulf coast beaches are much more beautiful than the, than the Atlantic side, okay. but St. Augustine, I, I love it. I think it's beautiful over there. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's cool. What, uh, so what are you doing up in St. Augustine now? Training um, people? Yeah. I got like a couple of clients, not, not like training, they like friends, you know? Yeah. Which I, I live with them and at the same time, you know, I help them with like training Yeah. and at the same time I'm studying working out, staying in shape. Cause right now it's real, like with everything going on, it's I know, crazy. I know bro, I'm right there yeah, with you. Yeah, It's that transition hustle right now. Yeah, yeah. Like going from WWE sports entertainer, yeah. getting released, right? We both got released. Yeah. Then quarantine, COVID. Just like it's the worst time to get worst time, right? Because <laughs> right? then it's like it's not even like you can go somewhere else to continue wrestling because yeah. most places aren't looking to take in new people. Uh, it's not even like you can get even just like a job anywhere, yeah. right? Yeah. It's not like you can just go. I'll I'll get a job to tie me over. It's just like it's it's hard. It's hard. It's a hard time right now for not just us, but for like everyone. But like yeah. in that situation, it's like yo, what can I do to make some money, keep hustling, and. You gotta keep working, you know. Just keep keep doing whatever you can do, you know. I'm trying to add the the, the certificate, so I'm I'm trying to study, cause I have the time, you know. Yeah. I hate studying, but I have like, all my life I I used to like work on on my body. Yeah. <laughs> I need to work on this more. And my brother always like, w like the, the first when he went to Canada, he sent me like a personal training certificate. Like he sent me the book. He was like, study. You gotta read. I was like, ah. I was like, no. I'm just gonna go work out. But now, like, I have to. That's something really important to study, to read, you know. Yeah. To add to, add to this. When I, and the, the stuff I read, like, what I'm studying now is the same thing I'm doing. But you, now, you, now you know, like. Why you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Now you know the how the nervous system works with muscles and all this. It's really, like, it's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, it's like getting stronger, like strength is science. Yeah. You know, when, when you realize that it's not, some people are like my, you know, my ideas or my beliefs of strength training. It's like, yo, no one gives a fuck about your beliefs. Okay. Like there's, there's, there's a scientific principle on like how to overload the system to obtain more strength. Right. now there may be a multitude of different systems to do it, but there are ways of doing that, but they're all based off the same system, right? The body, the human body, and it works in a very particular way. And like, once you understand that science, then it's just like, you can, you can train anybody. It's a, so like the, the way I, I like I learned this by practicing more than studying. If I got my brother, I, I met like a lot of strength and conditioning coaches, power lifters, Olympic lifting coaches. So I used to like train with them, train here, do like fitness competition, CrossFit competitions. So I see how they do like the like with the CrossFit competition. Sometimes they do like the squats or like the air squat or like the body, like the the, the, the just the body or the air. It's like the air squat, body weight shift, squats, body weight squats. Yeah, they do different. So they they, they, they want to do like as many reps as they can in a short time. So I saw like how okay how these people doing things, but maybe this like I'm gonna take this from cross, CrossFit training, but I'm not gonna de- take the sport like the pull ups or like. Right. There's some stuff I'm like, okay, this is not gonna help me with what I'm doing, like boxing, uh, kickboxing, uh, wrestling. Okay, this is not gonna help me as much as like no. Taking taking pieces yeah. from each sport, yeah. Olympic and, powerlifting, yeah. everything, yeah. From each lifting endeavor yeah. and bringing it into yours. Oh, exactly. this works for me. I'll take this it. works for me, but I don't like this and I don't like this. Yeah. But I'll take this. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, for sure. I learned by practicing, by going, doing this, doing kick, doing like as many sports as, as I can. Like to be a football player, I had to go train like with the, with the track and field uh, team so I can run fast. And then I had a couple friends, they did uh, college football, so they would like show me routes. So I had, like, I took from every, yeah. from every, yeah. Dude, that's one of the, so I try to tell whenever a dad or a mom comes to me about training like their child. And like a lot of times, especially here in the States, People want to specify their training very early. They're like, oh, this kid's going to be a baseball player. He's going to be a pitcher or he's going to be a quarterback or he's going to be this or that. And like, let's just start training for that. And there's a lot of things that are flawed in that thought process from my point of view and from like a scientific point of view. I think if you're trying to train your child to be the best athlete, you need to expose them early on to yeah. as many sports as possible, especially when they're in that like four year old range, like gymnastics, yeah, yeah. soccer, things where they ha- like are running, very basic running, shuffling, gymnastics, being able to roll forward, roll backwards, cartwheel, tumbling, body control. Yeah. Gymnastics is one I think all young kids should go through a, a basic gymnastic training to teach them how to control their body yeah. and space. And the, the, like the stretching, the flexibility, it's yep. really important. When you like, when I had like the kids classes in Egypt, when I teach, I used to teach them like kickboxing and self defense. Every time I had someone from swimming, from gymnastics, it's really like easy to like get the basis and basics and and like understand the movement because they got, they have like great body control. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, the kids like they're they're sponges at that age. They have no like they don't have. 
They didn't sit on the couch and play video games and tablets and get all yeah. stiff and like lose body mass, right? Or like get, build stiffness or immobility uh, or un immobility, unmobility, limited <laughs> mobility. I don't even know if those were words. Limited mobilities, but like you see it with a lot of ki young kids now. They like they get that tech snack. Yeah. They have poor posture. They have weak body control, out of shape. But when you're young, look at a little, look at, like, if you have a baby at home, you squat, yeah, yeah, watch yeah. your baby squat down. He yeah, will yeah. squat perfect, yeah, yeah, yeah. perfect <laughs> form, yeah. perfect fucking form, and nobody taught him how yeah. to do it. And yeah. it's like, your body knows how to do all of this shit before we fuck it up. Yep. <laughs> so, like, train your, you know what I mean? So, train your child very early on and these uh non-specific sports and yeah. you never know what your kid's gonna gravitate towards to what they're gonna like as they get older you, you know how it is as a kid like you like one thing when you're younger you get a little bit older you like something else and then once you're a teenager you're into something completely different so expose them to as many sports as possible early on let them play as many sports as they can handle and want to play and then as they start getting older start then specifying like okay you're in middle school let's narrow it down to three sports right maybe it's football basketball soccer then once they get to high school and they're really good at football and really good and they really like basketball then maybe narrow it down to just those two all right you're gonna be football you're gonna do football and then basketball and then if they're talented enough to take their endeavors on to college then you specify but now you have a whole gambit of movement patterns ingrained, you know, into your like into your nervous system, like all these motor units like you have at your disposal yeah. instead of being specified to one sport early on. And then once you get more advanced and you're taking on other like so say you get really advanced at football at one particular position, then you go to college and you're playing against opponents who played soccer gymnastics basketball yeah. wrestling and they have so much their athletic base is so much higher than yours because they have all these motor units developed that now you have to train to develop yeah. that you could have developed at a very early age and had at your disposal because yeah. once you train them at a young age you have them they're there yeah. You may have to work a little bit if you like move away from training, but like if you ingrain them early on, they're not going anywhere. And that's only going to make like the more athletic you are, the better of a athlete you're going to yeah. be, yeah. which obviously, I mean, it seems redundant to say, but I, I know if I was a college recruiter, I'm looking for guys who are talented at multiple sports. Cause what that means is they're more adaptable they're a more adaptable athlete. They're going to be able to excel in my program. They're going to be able to compete better in my program. Yeah. Like those are things I'm looking for. And like, especially with kids, I always tell the parents, it's really important to make them love the sports. Don't push him so hard. Right. Because if you're pushing him now, how long are you going to push him for? Yeah. When he's like 12, he'll start to like, you know, skip trainings. And by this age, when he's 16, he's, he'll like, if, if you just make him love sports, love doing sports, that's it. That's yeah. like a win game for like his life, you know. I uh, I think keeping kids well balanced, right, yeah. is important. Like push them, definitely push, because they because kids don't know how hard they can work. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I remember in high school, 
I used I was the hardest worker, right? We would all push each other. My high school, we would we'd be in the weight room after school every day on the field. We were pushing ourselves. I'm one of the hardest workers. Nobody's out working me. There may be other guys that are in there with me, training hard with me, yeah. but nobody's working harder than me, right? I go to college, and then there's guys that blow me out of the water in terms of work ethic. And I'm like, holy shit, I thought I was a hard worker, but now I've, I've gone to this next level, and now there's guys that are starters, right, team captains, that are working way harder than I'm working. Like, they've, they're in this level that I didn't even know that existed. Yeah. And if I didn't see it or didn't have people push me to get there, I would have never got to that level. So, like, you need to be pushed, right, to get to that next level. But you also need to know that you're more than just an athlete, right? Because it's like, okay, let me push. I'm going to work out hard. I'm going to work on all my skill acquisitions. I'm going to get really good at this sport. But are you, like, what books are you reading? Like, are you working on your emotional health, yeah. your spiritual health, right? Which spiritual health, I feel like, usually doesn't start coming into people's lives until they start getting older, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, until yeah, you yeah. start getting older but the earlier you can get to it the better yeah like yeah, yeah. i feel like for me personally like i started kind of feeling like a pull towards spirituality like you know maybe around 29 30 years old and i wish i would have started kind of gravitating because that has opened up something in me yeah. that i didn't know was there right and then it allowed me to unlock things and get better in areas that I didn't know existed, which only trickles into everything else. You know, you make one part of the whole better, you make the whole better, you know? So it's like, if you want to be a great athlete, it's not just how fast I can run, how high I can jump, how hard I can hit, how many plays I can learn. It's, can I communicate well? Am I, am I, uh, Am I a good reader, right? Can I comprehend things? Can I can I learn in other fields to get better? Can I work on on personal development? Can I, uh, you know, can I, you know, pick up new hobbies? Can I learn how to to build with wood? Can I sew? All these, whatever it is that you start finding to work on, yeah. right? Whether it's accounting, right? You want to be an accountant or whatever the fuck <laughs> it is. You know what I mean? Like if you start getting better at those things, you're going to get better at the things that you're already better at. Yeah. And then you're going to find new parts of yourself that you didn't know existed. And when you do that, then you like explore another level in yourself to like grow in. And that's how you just keep taking yourself to the next level. So definitely to what, you know, we kind of sort of on track, but off track to what you were saying about <laughs> don't push your child too hard because you'll burn them out. Yeah. And they'd be like, what the fuck? I don't even care about basketball anymore. Yeah. Like, you, it's I hate it, dad. <laughs> you know, I hope you're happy because, like, I am <laughs> not playing basketball anymore. Yeah. It's hard. It's very, very tricky with kids, you know, because you, you want them to love it, but at the same time you don't want – you don't want, you, like you have to push them but not too hard you have to be like strict and 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 teach them discipline but at the same time you, you don't want them, like you don't want them to get scared from you in the class you know yeah i'm a big guy you know bold like got mm -hmm. muscles you'll be like like the first time when they see me they will be a, a little bit they're like five, five years old yeah yeah so i have to like smile but at the same time i gotta keep the discipline it was really hard like like teaching kids or like giving kids classes but thanks god like they love me now and you see them like growing up and this is something great. I yeah. feel like I'm old. <laughs> I'm like, I, I saw train people when I was like 19. 
So if I start with them 15, they're like uh, five years old, they're like 15 or 16 now. That's crazy. So you see them now and they're like, hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It's really, it's really good. Yeah, no, that's, that's interesting to have that perception, to have that ability to see yeah. that people are intimidated of me because of my stature, the way I look, or, or just like, you know, uh, you're big. You know, you can look aggressive sometimes, yeah. right? And it's like, not, oh, shit, maybe I should, like, I don't know. Should yeah. I be afraid? Should I not be afraid? Like, I'm kind of intimidated. So then it's like, you, that's part of being, like, a good leader is knowing, like, how people perceive you off initial glance. So then it's like, okay, I need to diffuse that yeah. because if people are intimidated or fearful, if there's any level of anxiety, that's going to get in the way from of me being able to communicate yeah. with them. And I need to have open line of communication so that I can take them to the next level. Yeah. I try as much as I can smile, you know? That's, yeah. Yeah. Like whenever, even if I go to the, like a new gym and you see like, you know, this dude's like working out and then they start to look at you, I just smile and say hi, you know, to break this, yeah like who's that you know it's crazy how far a smile can go yeah just like with everything it works <laughs> <laughs> i got out like couple speeding tickets so just smile and say like i'm sorry you know i'm from egypt you know we got kilometers you got miles <laughs> so, well so, bro yeah. not everybody not everybody has that million dollar smile <laughs> like you do dude you got like, a great smile bro i was just lucky you know hey you got to use the gifts you got to use the <laughs> gifts that you were given, bro. You got. We all have them. We yeah, all have different yeah, gifts. Yeah. If you're listening to this right now, you have a gift. Yeah. I don't know what it is. And maybe you don't know what it is yeah. yet, but it's your job to figure that shit out. Yeah. Figure out what your gift embrace, is. Embrace it. Yeah. Embrace it yeah. You know what I mean? Even if it's not the norm, no one else is doing it or has it. Fuck that. I'm sure everyone got one. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, at dude. Least, everybody. Least. Every. If you're human being alive, you have a gift. You have something yeah. special. Yeah. Society might not covet it or social media might not covet it. It might not be popular right now, but you have a gift to yeah. give to the world and it is your responsibility to find it, hone it craft it and give it yeah. that's your response that's like one of our big things on this plane of existence is to find whatever that gift is yeah. and to cultivate it and try and help as many people as possible with it i believe that yeah me too everyone like is here for a reason you know you know it's nothing is random like mm -hmm. for me i'm sure like yeah i don't have plans what i'm gonna do next year maybe but i'll still keep working hard and i'm sure there is a great like i'm not here at this time for yeah. like someone will, will listen to this and you'll be like yeah like i gotta work out i gotta do this i gotta smile you know uh -huh. so yeah like everyone everyone is here for a reason like we didn't came on earth for like hell yeah day. yeah dude that's super important for people to hear right now because i feel like a lot of people feel like i don't know because i hear this all the time i see it all the time people are like i don't know what to do i don't know what i'm like i don't know what my passion is or i don't know what i'm doing next but it, it's not always important to know what you're doing. Yeah. But what is important is to show up every yeah. day yeah. ready to, to work, yeah. right? And to have, that, like you said, to I'm going to work out every day, I'm going to learn every day, and I'm going to smile every day. Yeah. And like, basically you're taking care of all of the, all of you, you, all of you things, right? You're doing personal growth, self-care, physical, mental, emotional, right? Then you're showing gratitude by smiling. Right. Cause like, there's a lot of things not to smile about right now. Yeah. 
You know, and it'd be easy to turn, you know, to have a frown and be negative. But there's also a lot of things to be happy for. You're alive, you're healthy. So, like, with this COVID thing, a lot of people, like, lose their lives. A lot of people got sick, lose weight. Mm -hmm. But you still, like, I I always tell my friends, hey, like, as long as you're healthy, your parents, your beloved ones are okay, during this crazy time, man, you're blessed, yeah, you lost your job. You don't have money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'll still do like whatever I can do. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And the important thing, so opportunity. People always talk about. I just don't have an opportunity. I wasn't given an opportunity. This person got an opportunity for this reason or that reason. It's like, first of all, big mistake. You're worrying about other people. You can't control that. Yeah. Second of all, opportunities aren't going to find you. Like if you're not working. Yeah opportunities come to those who are working like that like the universe rewards hustle so if you're out there working if you're hustling the universe is going to find a way to bring an opportunity to you and by working you are sharpening those skills so that when the opportunity comes you're ready ready. for it because what good's an opportunity if you're not ready for it that's like what happened with me with wwe trials i was just working out every day and this dude was like hey man like you know go do it you know and it was there, like, like a lot of people, like you know, trying so hard in Middle East to come into the states and like get a, get a job here, like you know, try to like live it. But, but, but it came like the opportunity came to me where I work. I didn't like, I didn't went for it. You know, uh-huh. so it was like that. Like the guy was at with the the place I work or like I work out, and he saw me like three days in a row, like working out hard in mm-hmm. and it was like go for it. So it's like this. Uh, it's gonna sounds a bit random that you don't have a plan, but trust me, as long as you, you're putting the work, you're doing your best, it's gonna come to you. Uh-huh. But just stay positive. I know it's crazy time, but we gotta stay positive, stay working. And it's gonna come. When? I don't know. <laughs> but enjoy the process, you know? Enjoy the process of like going to the gym or like working out, eating, enjoy it. Because that's you. Like, you. like You're doing yourself a favor. So that's you. And help, help the people around you. If someone wanna like, like I would help with my, uh, like working out plans. You know, if uh, someone wanna work out, someone wanna like uh, teach him some self defense, I would help with what with what I can. You know. Yeah. And keep keep going, keep going. It's gonna come. I swear. Stay positive. Smile. You know. Be happy. You know. You're alive. You're beloved one alive. So you know. Hell yeah. Let's go. You know. <laughs> Let's go. Stay happy, man. Yo, that opportunity. You attracted that opportunity, yeah. with your actions. And with your thoughts, yeah. right? That positive thought and those actions, like that energy manifests, right? It vibrates out into the universe and like yeah. it feels that. So then it reciprocated it back to you. Yeah. And like, that's what people, at, that's, that's what people at home need to know. That's yeah. not, you don't always need to know. Yeah, yeah, you just yeah. need to do. You don't have to control everything around you. You can't, bro. With that, like you can't control yeah. shit, dude. Yeah, if that's what, yeah, dude, yeah. this time period right now, this period, big nations, bro, I'm, like the no nation. control. Covid came from nowhere or like whatever it came from, <laughs> bad eating or like whatever was it, and everything changed this year in like in like a second. So, like, believe in yourself, work hard, but. Believe in your plan, like follow your plan and have like have a plan. You know, I'm going to do this. Yeah. But believe in God's plan is going to be always better for you. Yeah. So if your plan didn't work, stay working hard. Don't say like, oh, no, no I'm not going to work out. And I'm, I'm going to stay home. You know, that's it. You know, everyone is out. No, keep working hard. It's going to come to you. If it didn't come, you stay enjoying what you're doing. 
Yeah. You don't have to go to the gym. You want to go to the gym. You don't have to eat healthy. You want to eat healthy. You want to stay in shape for yourself. Don't do it for the summer or <laughs> for the uh-huh. or whatever, you know. Do it for yourself. That's 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 like, you know, my mindset. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. I think that that's been this for me personally and like I think a lot of everybody like I just looking at this for me all the trials and tribulations I've gone through these past 8 months or six, seven months, whatever, how, I don't even know if time is, <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what time is right now, but however long, right? The, some of them have been, I think that it's a lesson. Yeah, There are lessons that are being taught to me that like, one, you needed to make a major shift from like what you were doing to what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And two, you're not in control. Yeah, I know you like to be in control. You're a control freak, right? You try to control everything, but you're not in control. And I needed to do all this crazy shit. I needed to literally flip you on top of your head (laughs) and to let you know that you're not in control and just keep doing your thing, keep working, and something good's going to come your way. But right now, everything's going to change for you. You got to be patient. And it's been, it's bro. Yeah. Some days, man, I just want to scream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some days I want to go in a garage <laughs> yeah. and start punching shit, you yeah. know, and yeah. scream and, and freak out. But I just know that, like you said, I'm going to show up. I'm going to work. I'm going to smile. I'm going to feel good. I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to read some books. I'm going to have this show. You know, what can I do? What can I control? Yeah. Yeah. I, You know, I wanted to start a podcast, so I started a podcast. Now I needed a studio. I built a studio, yeah, right? Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. I saw, I saw the whole story. It was like crazy, man, uh, coming here and see it. Dude, I have no, so like, I'm not like a construction worker. Like, this is not like my <laughs> you field. Know, that's, that's what I like on the States as well. You can be like, you can see like a YouTube video and do it. Mm-hmm. I was, I've, I've been doing like rap my car. I love cars, so I've been like wrapping my car. Now my roommate, I'm wrapping her car like pink. It's gonna look super <laughs> cool. I'm, like you can do, you know. Yeah. Just like watch a YouTube video. You know? Yeah. You got you go. That's to how I learned video. how to yeah. make this wall, yeah. dude. Was That's I? That's amazing. Man. <laughs> That's crazy. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I found, and I did all of this on a budget, yeah. on like a super budget. I did this. I found, I went on Facebook Marketplace, found some cheap wood, right? Or, and I was like, okay, because the original project that I saw was a pallet, refurbished pallet wood wall. So I was like looking at pallet wood and it was like kind of hard to find like good price pallet wood. Then I came across like this tongue, tongue and groove pine wood. And I was like, huh. And it was super well priced. It was like really affordable. And I was like, I bet you I can make this work. Yeah. So I went, priced it, found some good wood. I had to buy it in like 12 foot, 12 foot by eight inch boards. So they were these giant to ass, long ass boards. <laughs> and I had like a car, little ass car to pick it up and I didn't even have a truck. So like half of it is sticking out of the back of this car and I had to drive it like 30 minutes into Orlando, find stain, find something to cut everything with, measure everything, do the whole process, found basically everything I needed off of YouTube. And, uh, just kind of pieced everything together and created it as I went, and it just like turned out. I mean, I couldn't have been more happy with the way it yeah, turned out. Yeah, that's amazing. And then it was like, dude, it was super fulfilling too, because it was like I'm not a construction worker. I did that. I don't yeah. work with tools, but like <laughs> I went out of my comfort zone and like yeah. created something that I needed. I needed this, you know, because yeah. I moved out of my apartment, yeah. so I don't have that set anymore. Because I was using the backdrop of like my my apartment because I had that sick ass view. Yeah. Right. So that was awesome. But I moved out of there and I wasn't renewing that lease. 
So I was like, man, I got to do something different. Then I built this thing, and then I was like, you know what? That's sick, yeah. I was like, so this is my studio, but, like, I've got this sick space with all this. I need to, like, make some money, you know? And everybody's trying to podcast right now. So it's just like, yo, I'll rent this space out for other podcasters as well. That's why I was like, I'm going to build this sick set. So it would be for me, but then other people are going to want to come in here. Yeah. I've got all top of the line equipment because I didn't. So I budgeted it on the set and like the space and everything, but I did not budget on the equipment. Yeah. I got yeah, the yeah. top of the line equipment, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I, I was just like, yo, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to become a, a DIY like woodworker. <laughs> but dude, it was fun. Like I, I was like, man, I actually like working on wood. Yeah. It was like kind of therapeutic. I was like, it may be something that I, I may continue to do. I had some like leftover wood. I'm looking maybe to make uh, like a wine rack Let's go. <laughs> and just see, you know, the thing about woodworking though, is when you want to really get into woodworking, get good at it, you got to get a lot of tools and then the tools are expensive. <laughs> so like right now, I don't know. We'll see. I'm doing yeah, that's it. Good. Yeah. That's good, yeah. So, but yeah, with YouTube, as long as you have the hustle and the determination, you can create anything. Yeah. I saw the car though. I saw the wrap on the car. <laughs> yeah. It looks good. Yeah, people. A lot of people tell me like, "Oh, with the, is it paint? Where do you get it from?" I was like, "I did it myself." And they're like, "No way!" <laughs> Hell yeah! It need. It just need time. You need to be patient. Like, like, I think that that was like a lesson, you know, for me. Like, be patient, you know, be patient. Because I was like always like, I wanna do, I wanna do this, I wanna move, I wanna move, but no, like, when you grab this like piece of plastic and you keep like wrapping it, wrapping it, and like. And you see the air bubbles and then you have to redo it and then you ruin it and you, you, know, you like it was like a lot of you know hustle but tedious yeah you see you see like the outcome you see like the, the finish you see like your product and you'll be like happy you know yeah you're proud yeah yeah and for me always like my like uh, i would say like um my my um uh i would say like my zone like my zone or like my um like my how would say like to be in my zone is like working out, you know, when I feel bad, I work out. It wasn't, it wasn't about reading. Like I hated this. I did I wasn't like a big fan. I was like, no, I got to study. I got to read. But now I got to, you know, get out of my comfort zone, mm-hmm. which is like doing physical stuff to like, no, read, pray. I start to pray um, since March. Yeah. Like committed to like praying, praying. every day five times, which is something really important. Just pray like, whatever you like, Jewish, uh, Christian, most like, when you pray, in my praise, like, what I do five times, it's every time when you, like, when you say the prayers, you thank God for what you have. So you remind, people forget, we forget very fast. But when you pray five times, every time you pray, you thank God for what you have. Thanks for family, thanks for blessing, thanks for the roof on top of me, thanks for the food, thanks for my health. So when you think, you think, you think, you will be you you will be very satisfied, you know, because you remind yourself, oh, I have all this. Yeah, I don't have a job now. I don't have enough money, but I have all this. So I gotta be thankful. And I think that's something really important. Like pray, or do like your meditation. Do as as like with prayers. We got like morning, afternoon, and and dawn, and then night. So do, try to do it like three, four times, five times a day. But every time you'll do it, it's, it's just gonna like, you know, take you out of this like physical world, you know? Okay, I don't have control and everything, but no, like I got health, I have, no, there is stuff I have. It's gonna make you see the stuff you, you have control on, like your body, your health, the people around you. 
So you'll be like, th- like thankful, you'll be happy, you'll be satisfied. That's something really important during this time. So yeah, like do your meditation. So yeah, like when I was working with WWE, I was so much like, uh, like focused or so much like into like working out, blah, blah, yeah. posting, blah, 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 the social media, blah, blah, all this like physical things mm-hmm. around you. But I was away from this and like from my spiritual, like, you know, like I was like really away from this. Yeah. Now, okay, you got released, no work. Okay, I got to work on myself or you're going to lose it. You're going to go crazy. Like people, when they lose it or, or when they feel they're out of control, they, they go to like wrong way, like drugs, like drink or whatever. Like they go to the like, they will do stuff that is going to make it worse. Yeah. going to. They just wanna wanna like zone out. No, zone out by praying, being thankful, like you know, being more. Sp- I was so much away from this, but now it's way like I feel more, way better. Like I feel I'm satisfied. I woke up happy, and I woke up like knowing like I don't have a job. <laughs> 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 I don't know what I'm going to what I'm doing tomorrow, you know. <laughs> but still, like praying is really important. Like working in your spirit, yeah, is really important. Like working in your body, working in your brain your mind by reading and that's that was this part was like a really a good ad for me in this year yeah after like i got really yeah dude and you see people getting sick people dying big nations like falling down all this like crisis going around you but it's gonna make you go through all this so yeah eat healthy like take care of this and this and the spirit mm-hmm. important Everybody, I feel like, and I, f- I feel a lot of the same way with wrestling and how it, like, you get so obsessed with being, perf- like, being the best and getting to where you want to go. You know, yeah. I want to be a character on television. Uh, I want to be in the best shape. I want to be, you know, have the best skills, the best performer. Uh, I need to post on social media. I need to create content. I yeah. need to think of outfits and this, this. And you're always thinking about th- Ex- yeah. external yeah everything yeah. outside of yourself yeah. Yeah. and you forget to start focusing on the things inside of yourself yeah. Yeah. you don't think about the emotional part right you don't think about the spiritual part yeah and it's like weird to talk about spirituality you know people get kind of weird because you start talking about religion and you talk about god and people are like i feel like people are kind of they're sick and tired of hearing about God because they think about religion and then yeah. it's easy to be like, you know, this religion is corrupt and that religion is corrupt. And you can say those things about religions and it's easy just to, I'll just discard it. Yeah. But one of the things that we are seeing is this huge uptick in spirituality, right? Without a name, yeah. uh, meditation. Yep, yep. But like, what is meditation? It's praying. It's praying, right? It's just prayer. (laughs) And so, like, maybe you're not saying, you know, dear God, you know, thank you, Lord, or whatever, right? But you're still doing the same process. You're still looking inward. What you got, what you what you Because everything that you'll ever need is already right here. You got it. It's all inside of you. You just need to unlock it. And you need to look and work and dig in. And, like, I've got to remind myself of this. Like the past couple of weeks, you know, I've been so, especially before I got this studio up, I was just so obsessed with getting this built and like working myself to the bone. I started neglecting some of those inner things and I just was feeling like shit, yeah. like emotionally feeling like shit. And after I got this done, I kind of realized like, yo man, 
like you're neglecting certain things that you just were talking about you needed not to neglect and you kind of went back to neglecting them like let's bring it back like let's be grateful for the things that we have like let's let's look inward everything that you need you have yeah and i i do that's yeah it's the same thing like if you like i i I met a lot of people they say like i don't believe religion i don't believe i was like hey you believe in good right everyone believes in good right there's good Believe in the good things that you have. Believe, like, I have a good health. I have a good friends. I have whatever. Like, I'm sure everyone has something something good in his life. Yeah. Just remind yourself you still have this thing in the morning and at night. And that's it. <laughs> it's yeah. easy. So work on your your spirit as much as you work on your body, which is something, like, as you said, you're going to learn this by by time. Like, I started to learn this when I was, like, 30. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's going to take you a little bit of time to, like, work on this and this and not take everything like let's go let's do it Uh yeah i think i've found for me personally i've found a i've and this has been throughout my life too not just like recently but like i've found there's certain aspects of me that i excel and i'm really good at there was other aspects like spirituality and like the emotional health that i kind of neglected but I was really fortunate to have certain women come into my life and like force me to work on those parts yeah. and kind of almost cause it's like a muscle. You don't work it and it gets, it gets atrophied and it withers up. But then you have somebody come into your life that forces you to use that muscle. And then it may cause agitation or frustration cause like it's weak, yeah. right? That, that muscle, right? That emotional muscle, that yeah. spiritual muscle is weak. And she's making you use it and then you use it and then like you start using it more and it gets stronger and she like you, you kind of learn something about yourself and you have yeah. certain, and I've just been very fortunate to have women come into my life, certain women come into my life and I have one right now. It's kind of come in and it's really forced me to like work on those muscles, right? That's those cool. yeah. spiritual and emotional muscles to, to like look inward. So like sometimes be grateful for the people that you have in your life because they're there for a reason. Yeah, exactly. They're there to teach us lessons. Yeah. If like sometimes, and it's each person's different. Everyone comes in your life for different reasons and for different amounts of times. That's why it's important not to get attached yeah. to the people. That's not to say you don't love them, you don't care about them, you don't like work for them or help them, but it's not you're my friend like that thought process of Mo is my friend. It's like you, like you're not mine. Cause when you think you're my friend now, I haven't like, I have uh, expectations on how you should behave towards like me and like our relationship. And that, what that does is that excludes you being like an individual human being that has his own needs. I'm always expecting more like, yeah, yeah. That's why I never expected it like, that's how I think. I never expect anything. Like I just give, and if something came back, I will appreciate it. But if nothing came back, I was still like, I'm happy that I gave you. I help you. This yeah, time. yeah. But I think that's that's like how I think about friends. It's like I'm not waiting from them to do something. If they did, I would really appreciate. I'll be happy. Yeah. But if they didn't, I will still like help them and give them. You know? But you, you meet some like assholes. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay, they'll no. take advantage of you. Yeah, yeah. And but and that's important to set boundaries. Yeah. And that's why it's important to have good intentions when you do good for others. Yeah. So 
everyone's going to come across people that are going to hurt you, wrong you, take advantage of you. Yeah. But when you give without expectations, then you can't really be hurt. You yeah. can't be taken advantage of because yeah. you were doing it because that's who you are and that's the right thing. Yeah. But when you give with expectation of something in return and then that person doesn't return, now, now you feel like you were taken advantage of. And then you're like, my kindness was taken advantage yeah. of. But yeah. it's like, no, you let your kindness be taken advantage yeah. of because you expected something and then you didn't get it. Yeah. And... It's important to set boundaries too, especially because some people are more giving than others, right? Some people are a lot more giving, which is like, I know a lot of those people and they feel like it's a gift and a curse to be so helpful in giving. Yeah. And I'm like, that's just because you haven't set your boundaries. Yeah. You know, like if you set clear, intentional boundaries of who you are and what you accept from other people in terms of how they're going to treat you. Once someone crosses that line, you just let them know, Hey, uncool. That's, right. Yeah, yeah. And then if they continue now, that's where you have to have the hard conversation with yourself, whether or not you're going to allow them to stay into your life. Yeah. You're right. And we all come across those people. Yeah. And early on, a lot of us get taken advantage of because like we all, the majority of people, believe it or not, are good people. And they want to help and do good for others. And it's easy to be taken advantage of when you're younger because you don't, no one, te for some reason, people don't teach you those things, yeah. right? To like have boundaries, to respect yourself. Because having boundaries and respecting yourself isn't necessarily being a hard ass, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah. no, like it's this way or the highway. It's like, no, I just expect a certain way of like respect and treatment. And as long as you don't like cross that line anywhere or take advantage of me, we're going to be cool. And like human beings, you know, sometimes everyone's an asshole to somebody, right? We've all had bad days where we're a dick, right? And you can apologize later and, and, and usually people work it out. But then there's those perpetrators that are just looking to take, 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 yeah, take, yeah, take, yeah. take. <laughs> and then as, so that's just like back to the beginning of this, this conversation was just, know what your intentions are for what you're like, why you're helping. Yeah. And as long as you know, they're pure and you're not giving just in hopes to receive something, then you'll never be able to be taken advantage of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like this one. <laughs> yeah. You are dude. You are a very helping, kinding purse person. Like you <laughs> have that like nurturing, helping side to you uh, ever since I've met you. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> we all are dude. Yeah. Um, what else you got coming down the pipeline? Uh, <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. Well, you got something, bro. I know you were talking about Canada. Where can we find you at, bro? Uh, On social media. Social media. Social, where's yeah, like uh, fine if if say somebody wants to, they want to train with you, they want to hire your services, <laughs> right? Or they just want to follow the Mo Conga journey, yeah, right? It's, it's Mo Conga. My Instagram and my Facebook is. Uh, Muhammad Kunga. Okay. Yeah. And like, I'm always glad to help. Like, you know, when I got signed with WWE, I got all these fans from Middle East. Yeah. They're like, what we do to be like WWE superstars? And I was like, hey, I was lucky. Like, I was working hard. I was in shape. I was training. And then the opportunity came. So work out, like, uh, learn wrestling, do wrestling, like like Romanian wrestling or like, like amateur wrestling. Yeah. Because that's, that's a big part of professional wrestling, to have like this body control, stay in shape, train. So 
I had all these people like, you know, like asking me and I was like always trying to, and I had all these DMs, like crazy DMs, you know, and I had to like, I don't sleep, I like, no, I feel like if I have something, if I have information, I'll be so greedy if, if I didn't share it, you know, because why not? Why yeah. not sharing it, you know? Why not helping all these people? I might not make it in, in WWE, but someone else might have the passion or like might be more talented and he will make it. So why not, you know? Yeah. So yeah, like as long as as I can help you, I will help you. If if I can't, if I don't know, I'll be like, hey, I don't know. Like some people like how to get a tryout. So I was like, I, I don't know. Like what I know, if like if I know that there is any tryouts coming, I will let you know. But if if no, like I like I can give you yeah. like one of the coaches number. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like as much as I can help you, I will help you. you know? Hell yeah. I'm sure it's gonna like you know come back come around. Back. Yeah. It always comes back. But if dude. it didn't, you still like I still love to do it. So why not, dude? When you what you put out is what you get back. Yeah, hundred percent. This, this is how it works. Yeah, sometimes it doesn't. Not always. <laughs> you gotta be patient and just just do it for the love of doing it. Don't do it for like don't wait for return. You know? Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. All right, bro. I think this is a good good spot to wrap yeah. everything up we got a we got a workout we got to get in yeah. <laughs> i'm trying to get this workout in i was gonna work out before but i know we were talking about getting a workout after the show so let's get after let's it go. let's go let's Hell do yeah, it bro love <laughs> having you, you on man oh, thank you thank you so much